Are Panthers fans high on hopium? Copium? Everything? Let's talk about that. Good morning, Panthers fans. Welcome to the Daily Panthers podcast. I am your host. You can follow me at Daily Panthers on Twitter. If you want to see more news, analysis, breakdowns, whatever the case may be, welcome back to another beautiful day. Happy Friday Eve. Thursday, my favorite day of the week for obvious reasons. It's almost Friday. It's almost the weekend, but it's not too close. I'm not totally tired and worn out from the week. I would say as far as weekday rankings go, it goes Thursday, number one, Friday, then Saturday, then Sunday, then Wednesday, then Tuesday, then Monday. So that is the end-all, be-all weekday rankings for you folks. I might bring Sunday up maybe a little bit during football season. And Saturday might pass Friday during football season as well. But all in all, you know, that's usually about where I stand. But Thursday's always been my favorite. Also, there's usually an NFL game on Thursday. So that's also helpful. But today I want to talk about the hopium and the copium. For those of you who don't know, hopium and copium, I assume, are a play on words of opium, which makes you feel high. And hopium is hope combined with opium to make hopium and then copium is cope like when you cope with something combined with opium to make copium where you are hopium is when you are like overly optimistic about something or your team's chances because of certain factors and you've decided like oh we are going to be awesome we're going to win the super bowl we're going to be good because of these eight reasons and you're ignoring the reasons why you might be bad and then copium is that you are bad or things are bad and you're basically just pointing out the positives because you're trying to cope with the fact that there aren't really many positives or your team's not very good. So in this case, I think it would be hopium right now and it could evolve into copium later. Um, like if the Panthers go 0-8 and, and we're like, yeah, but at least Bryce Young has looked good. I know he's thrown 12 interceptions, but... Here's the reason why those 12 interceptions aren't his fault. Like, that would be copium, which I hope we don't get into. And I think that maybe I have been a little over-optimistic myself as we build toward the season. This sort of thing always happens with everyone, but especially me. I just get very hopeful during the offseason because I am just I just want the Panthers to win. Honestly, it's been so long at this point. I would really take any amount of wins. Like, a winning season, honestly, would just be great. I'd don't remember off the top of my head how many winning seasons the Panthers have had, but it hasn't been many. It's been rough out here for a Panthers fan. And if you are also a basketball fan and you like the Hornets as well, then it's been doubly rough for Charlotte fans. And then we've also got like the national media telling us we're not good fans and a combination of that being true and also a lot of transplants coming in with their own teams that they enjoy, especially from the Northeast. I feel like Anytime we play a team from the Northeast, it's like half and half, honestly. Or like when we played the 49ers at Bank of America, the game that Matt Rule got fired, it was mostly red and gold. So Panthers, or not Panthers, Charlotte fans in general get a bad rap for being fair weather, not having culture, etc. While also our teams are historically bad. Um, the Panthers being 
probably one of two teams with the Browns that haven't had a winning back-to-back winning seasons in the last 33 years. And then the Hornets being one of the only, if not the only, team that has not made an Eastern Conference Finals. And I think they've only won one or two, maybe, playoff series total in their franchise's history. And we've never won a seven-game series in our franchise's history. And we haven't been, like, horrible, horrible to where we were getting the first overall pick because we're getting screwed. Uh, The year we were supposed to get the first overall pick, there was an expansion team. And they got Anthony Davis, and we got Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. And then... The other times that we were supposed to get first overall pick, something else happened, or either it was a bust, or we draft Kobe Bryant, even though he didn't want to play with us, and we trade him. It's like everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. What is that Murphy's Law, where what can go wrong will go wrong? That's what's happened with Charlotte Sports. Now, the Panthers, on the other hand, they have been respectable. We've gotten to a few NFC championships, a couple of Super Bowls, So I think that they're a little bit more respected in a serious franchise, but also this past six years has been like the freaking, what is it, the slaves in Egypt, like in the desert for 40 years. That's how it has felt since 2015. Since we made the Super Bowl, it's basically been like we're wandering the desert. We've had some success during that time, Um, but really the last six years, the problem has been exacerbated. And... You know, we just see, is there something in the distance? I don't know what it is. It could be just a mirage. It could be real. It could save us. It could kill us. Whatever it is, we need it, and we need it soon. And then also, the lease agreement, I think, is what it's called, just ran out on Bank of America. So we've got that hanging over our heads. And, uh, yeah, it's just been a tumultuous time to be a fan of Charlotte sports so hopefully things are turning around we got a new owner and he I think he's figuring it out and then Michael Jordan is selling so you know maybe this will be the chance that we are able to turn a corner with both franchises I would just like to win a seven game series for the Hornets and I would like the Panthers to have a winning record that's all I want those two things to me in the next two years would be success winning record Actually, you know, I'll take winning record for both teams. But for the Hornets especially, I'm going to need them to win a seven-game series at the end of the day. That's what I really need from them because that's just weird. And also not making an Easter Conference Finals. But the Hornets' best teams also peaked during the Michael Jordan era. So we kind of ran into a buzzsaw with that one. Again, Charlotte sports luck. But I'm on the hopium side. I'm hopeful for this season. And I'm hopeful for both of these franchises. So let's see what we've got today. Uh, So some of the questions asked in the Athletic, there's an article by Joe Person, more of a survey that about 700 fans responded to. Um, So the first game or first first question was, how many games will the Panthers win in 2023? 19, so 20% of people said 10 or more. About 50% said 9, and about a quarter said 8. And then about 10% said 7 or less. So, yeah, most people feel like we're going to win, have a winning season this year. About 70% of people think a winning season is incoming. And then 30% not a winning season, essentially, is what it comes down to. 
And very few people think that we are going to end up back in the top 10 of the draft. And that's that hopium. I myself have been quoted as saying we might win 11 games this season. But also, that's if everything goes right. And everything never goes right. So, I might walk back my statement. Um, We also still do have a rookie quarterback. I don't care if it's Bryce Young or Steve Young. He's a rookie. It's going to take him a little bit to kind of get into everything and get into the flow. It'll And his first six games are a doozy. It is a hard schedule to start off. He's going against some stout defenses. We're going against some good teams. So I would not be surprised if it there are some growing pains there. So I myself voted for eight games, I think, just to temper my own expectations. So I'm in the 30% of people who think we're going to have a losing season this year. But... I, I would quantify, if there were still a 16-game season, I would have said 500. I would have said 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, But since there's 17 games, it's either winning season or losing season. So, barely losing season. And two, which team will win the NFC South? So, 60% of people said the Saints. 30% of people said... Uh, sorry, 60% of people said the Panthers. 30% of people said the Saints. So, basically, it's split between us and the Saints. I picked the Saints myself. I really like their defense. Derek Carr is a huge upgrade over what they had. Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, whoever it was. Derek Carr is a big upgrade. I'm not a huge believer of his, but just by default, that team is just going to get better. I really like their receiving core. If Michael Thomas could be healthy, which that is a big if, I'm going to go ahead and bank on the fact that he is not. And then Olave, I really like Olave a lot, and um, I think that he is a better Garrett Wilson. People are really high on Garrett Wilson. I am. I feel about Olave the same way that everyone else feels about Garrett Wilson. So I'm a huge Olave fan. I don't know what the situation with Alvin Kamara is going to be, but also my vote for them to win the division is not because of their offense or anything they've got going on offensively. It's because of that defense and how much I believe in it. They've got a great pass rush. They've got good cornerbacks. They've just got a good overall team defense. In the last half of last season, they really took strides in being one of the best defenses in the NFL, period. So I think that that has a good chance to continue. But also, they are aging a little bit, so that could impact it. And Derek Carr could come out not the quarterback that I think that he's going to be, which is average, Uh, So, which will be good enough to win the NFC South this upcoming year. I think on one of the podcasts I talk about the Saints, maybe last week or this week, I mentioned that they are, oh, my 30th episode, I said that they are going to be the best team in the NFC. I meant the best team in the NFC South. I think that they do win the division this year. But, you know, it could go any either way. You never know with the NFC South. So, will the Panthers make the playoffs this year? So, it's not surprising if 70% of people said that they were going to have a winning season with seven spots available, if you have a winning season, you're almost assured a chance at a playoff spot. So 65% thought that um, the Panthers will make the playoff this year. So I just want to point out there is a contingency of people who think the Panthers will have a winning season but will not make the playoffs. So that is like a thin hair to split there that you're saying that they're going to go 9-8, and eight, but there will be either tiebreakers that go against them or another team will have a 10-7 and seven record, and that would be the bottom to get into the playoffs, even with seven spots available, which um, I think if in the NFC, if, you're go- if you get a winning record, I think they're going to make the playoffs. So 
I don't think those two are mutually exclusive. Um, I do think it, it's like every square is a rectangle versus every rectangle is a square. If your team gets a winning record, I think they make the playoffs. But just because you make the playoffs, I don't think that guarantees that you have a winning record. Just look at the Bucks last year, especially in the NFC South. Everything's up in the air. And if the Panthers were to go 9-8, and eight, they would probably have tiebreakers with whoever they're tied with. If they have nine wins, that probably means that they have five division wins um, and maybe one loss to a Saints team or one loss to a Falcons team. So they'll have tiebreakers for divisional record or NFC record or a record against common opponents, I think, is one of the tiebreakers after the first couple. Um, I think it's record against division or head-to-head record, record against division, and then I think record against common opponents. So whoever they're going against, I guess it would depend on who the common teams that they are that played, that they played. Um, and then if that's tied, then I think it is record against conference. And the Panthers will probably win that one since they're in the weakest conference at the moment. It would appear to be the weakest conference. So I think the problem people are running into with this question and the last question about division is that we are comparing what we currently have versus the division we had last year. When in reality, it's, what we have upgraded and what we have gotten over this past season compared to a brand new division. They're, the, it's a totally different division. It really is. The Bucks lost Tom Brady. Everyone's got a different quarterback situation than they had last year. Just think about that. Every single team has a different quarterback situation. The quarterback is the biggest impact position on the field 90% of the time. Unless you're the Falcons and you just run the ball 50 times a game. But... None of them are coming out in week one with the same starting quarterback. Because Desmond Ritter with the Falcons, Derek Carr with the Saints, Bryce Young with the Panthers, him Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask with the Bucks. I still don't know where people are getting that the Bucks are going to be good this year. I am a major Bucks downer. I would be surprised to see the Bucks get more than five wins this season. But uh, maybe I'm wrong. Twist, Tristan Wirfs might be right. Maybe they get 12 wins. If they do, I will be very surprised, honestly. But... Yeah, I think that the NFC South is a totally different look. It's going to be totally different ball game. It may be as bad as it was last year. It may not, but it is a completely different division. You can't compare the moves we've made this year to the division last year. It just doesn't work like that. Um, so it's yet to be determined on how good this division is going to be. Uh, but I don't think it's going to take a huge jump from last year yet. I think next year it will be actually a very serviceable division. But I do think it is right for the taking at this moment. And I'm not a huge believer on anyone else's quarterbacks more so than Bryce Young. But Bryce Young is still a huge question mark as well. So they're probably thinking the same thing about us. That's just the way that it is. Will the Super Parents will the Panthers, my goodness, reach the Super Bowl in the next five seasons? So 70% said yes. This is the question where I'm like, y'all are out of your minds. I no. No. It 70% like, okay, I could see it where you're like, we've made it twice in our history, but think about that. We made it in, what was it, 2003 and 2015? I'm really bad with years, so if I get those wrong, but it's around those. 2015, I know it's for sure. 2003, I'm 90% certain, but either way. Um, so, 03 and 15, so it was 12 years apart. So, the only two Super Bowls that we've made in our entire existence was 12 years apart. Um, and the last time we made the Super Bowl, 2015, so 12 years from that would be 2027, 
It's currently 2023. So within the next four years or next five seasons. So if we keep on the same pace that we've been on, then yeah, we're due for a Super Bowl within the next five years. But I mean, there has been a lot of good teams that haven't made the Super Bowl. And that just, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, that's five years is a long time, but think about the past five years. It's like we were built up for success. We had a lot of good players, although that Super Bowl run did have a lot of older talent, um, even if it wasn't age-wise, career-wise, like someone like Luke Keekley. Um, you knew he wasn't going to be in the league for too, too long because he's been having those issues with his concussions. You know, the future was very bright at that point. If you would have told me then that we were going to be where we are now, I would have been very disappointed and probably said no way so with the situation we're in now which is a much worse situation than we were in 2015 I don't see how we get to the Super Bowl in the next five years I don't see the path forward but I hope that I'm wrong I really do I think that there is a chance of course there's always a chance that's kind of what hopium is built off of is so you're telling me there's a chance but I I would I voted no on that one. I don't see us in the Super Bowl in the next five years. I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see a path toward that. Also, five years is a really long time for a team like this. So a lot can happen between now and then that we don't know about. But if I had to choose gun to my head, I would choose no. What's your confidence level in the head coach, Frank Reich? So 55% of people said very confident. 30 Eight per people, percent of people, thirty-nine percent of people, thirty-eight point seven. So in the fifty-five point nine is there. So fifty-six plus thirty-seven, so eighty. Ninety percent of people basically um, feel good, or ninety-five percent of people feel good about Frank Reich. They feel at least somewhat confident about him as a coach. Um, I feel the same um, about that. I would say somewhere between somewhat and very. I said very because. Somewhat seemed too little because I am really confident in Frank Reich. If you put a number on it, like somewhat confident being like I feel like 60% confident and very confident being like 80%, I probably feel 70% confident about Frank Reich. There is a part of me who's like I need him to prove it on the field and there were times in which the Colts looked a mess but and then you flip the coin and you're like but... They did have a quarterback carousel, and the times that he had serviceable quarterbacks, they had winning seasons and a chance to make the playoffs if they didn't make the playoffs. So, it's with Frank Reich, just like any position on the Panthers, you're like, this, but, this, but, this. That's our whole team right now, is this, but this. There's always a back and forth on where we're at right now with a lot of different positions outside of Brian Burns and Derek Brown, really. Everything else is like, yeah, I could see it going really well, or it could burn in flames and we could crash like the Hindenburg. So that's pretty much our, our offseason right now. Is, it could be a 10 or a 1. We could have the first pick or the 28th pick. I wouldn't be surprised either way. But I'm glad to see that people feel confident about Frank Reich. But at the end of the day, too, I'm a huge Frank Reich supporter, but you got to win games. That's all I care about. Are you going to win football games and are we going to win them the right way? And are we going to do my most annoyed like trait of teams when they get up by four touchdowns and then they take their foot off the gas and then they let the team come back and then it becomes a seven-point game because you stopped doing everything that made you successful and now you're playing prevent defense 
and they're working their way down the field, and we're waiting on them to make a mistake, not us to make a play. So as long as we don't do that, I'm happy. So Frank Wright, keep your foot on the gas. That's all I'm asking. Keep your dang foot on the gas. Number six, how many yards will Bryce Young throw for this season? So basically three to 4,000 was about 80% of people. That's basically where people think he's going to be. Anywhere from three to 4,000. Uh, most people said three to 3,000 to 3,500. And then a lot of people said 35 to 4,000. Um, so I was in the 3,000 club. I think he's going to get right at 3,000. Maybe like 3,200. I could see him getting that. Remember, it's an extra game. So 4,000 yards is kind of the barometer for veteran quarterbacks that's kind of where you're like okay they had a good season or they're a good quarterback um if they hit 4,000 yards which is crazy to say because that's so many yards and that used to never happen Um, for a rookie quarterback I'd say 3,000 yards that is kind of where you're like yes you had a successful season like we see a bright future for you if you have under 3,000 yards I don't think it's a deterrent necessarily but it doesn't give me that same vote of confidence also it kind of depends on how the team is set up if we would have had a rookie quarterback last year running the ball 30 times a game you know you don't have the same expectations for that um, also with our time of possession last year being last in the league the quarterback just doesn't have as much time to get those statistics and pass the ball um, really I just want to see him be turnover free um, but if you're going to have a turnover pass in any season the rookie season is the time to have it someone like Peyton Manning I think he had like 26 picks in his rookie year so whatever happens I'm not too worried about it Um, it's his rookie year he's gonna learn either way and um, if we're making Peyton Manning comparisons remember Peyton Manning struggled at his first season at the beginning of his career so you know whatever happens don't be alarmed let's hope for 3,000 yards but I'm not gonna freak out if it doesn't happen Uh, what's your level of concern for Bryce Young's durability this season most people said somewhat concerned, and then a big contingency said not concerned. I don't know how you can be not concerned about his durability. Um, the 17-game season part, I don't think, plays that big of a role. He did typically have 14 or 15 games at Alabama, but a couple more is a couple more. That is more, so there is a, a slight concern there. And then you've got the fact that it's just faster and bigger dudes. Uh, maybe not because the SEC probably averaged about maybe a little bit smaller but not too much and then the faster it is just a completely different game it's I've quoted on this show many times different players talking about how different it is how it's not even the same game how the jump is gigantic so all that being said I am a little bit concerned about his durability and people are saying like oh well he was never hurt at Alabama or he only hurt his shoulder that one game yeah, yeah, that was college ball. Um, I still do have some concerns over his durability. I'm somewhat concerned on that level. I'm with the majority in this one of 56%, but that's not as big of a majority as I thought, to be honest. I thought people are a little bit more concerned than they are. I think this is also just like people projecting and, you know, on the internet, other fan bases are like, oh my God, he's so tiny. He's going to get hurt immediately. Look how small he is. And then the Panthers fan base is being like, you can't call him small. He's never been hurt in his career except for one game and blah, blah, blah. And then on our own pages, we're like, Bryce Young is really small. I never realized it. Uh, so it's like, you can't make fun of my brother. Only I can make fun of my brother. Only I can point out Bryce Young's flaws of him being short AF and also 
he is tiny. He is. And it's been drove into the ground. I'm not going to continue to do so. But I am somewhat concerned about his durability. Number eight, who will win the Offensive Rookie of the Year award? Um, I Most people said Bryce Young. Another majority said Bijan Robinson. And then third place was Other. So I'm with the second place, Bijan Robinson. Um, I've already mentioned it before, but essentially it comes down to situation. Uh, running backs peak are during their rookie contract. The quarterback position you know they do have the ball more often but I am more of a fan and supporter of the Falcons run game than I am the Panthers passing game Uh, it's not because the Panthers passing game is going to be bad it's because the Falcons rush game last year at least was elite and they're adding a running back who I think was probably one or two in the prospects I think B. John Robinson could have been taken top five in a different era um but you know i don't think the falcons should have taken him this high but i do think that he is going to do great this season so i think that they're going to be awesome in the run game specifically and i think you should pick him up in fantasy he's a great situation he can catch the ball a lot of talent coming out of the backfield and good play call for running the ball number eight which panther assistant will become the first one to be hired as a head coach most people said a hero of arrow at 75%. Everything else behind that is just minuscule. So 0.6%. So four people did say Chris Tabor. Shout out to those four people. I love that answer. That's hilarious. But that's hilarious. Like I have the most monotone voice ever. I am excited, people. I promise. But yeah, Thomas Brown got some votes. Josh McCown got some votes. Honestly, at the end of the day, Hero Vero is the only one who's had any coordinator experience, and he did interview for head coaching jobs this past offseason. So that one's pretty straightforward, I think. And um, I do think he will be a head coach in the next three years. That's just my opinion, but we'll see. Number 10, which veteran newcomer will make the biggest impact for the Panthers this season? So 41% said Miles Sanders, 18% Hayden Hurst, and 19 or 18% said Adam Thielen. I think that's about right, honestly. I think that Miles Sanders, we've been pumping him up, hyping him up this whole offseason of being a three-down back, trying to get back to where he was when he had 50 catches, coming in being the clear lead back. I think that everything is set up for him to have success, so it's kind of a default answer. I chose Miles Sanders, but I could also see Hayden Hurst having a big impact, maybe not on the stat sheet, but... Some of those things outside of the stat sheet. Also, rookie quarterbacks tend to love those tight ends. Bryce Young liked his tight ends down in Alabama. So I could see Hayden Hurst making a much bigger impact than he's been talked about up to this point. So I wouldn't be surprised with that one. Adam Thielen, I don't necessarily... Like, I do believe in Adam Thielen. I support Adam Thielen. But I don't think that he is set up in the same situation that a Hayden Hurst or a Miles Sanders. He's not the clear number one. He is number one, I think, and he's getting paid like it. But I could easily see Terrace Marshall passing him or DJ Chark passing him as the number one receiver this year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them had more yards than he does. So uh, Miles Sanders is the clear, clear number one, and Hayden Hurst is also. Uh, Which player's departure will be the toughest to replace? 83% said DJ Moore, 12% said Deontay Foreman. I don't see a world in which Deontay Foreman is hard to replace. I think we've already gotten a better running back in his place. And we've pretty much kept the depth that we had last year outside of that. So he's already been replaced. DJ Moore, you're not just going to up and replace 
him top 15 receiver in the NFL, top 20 for sure. So, yeah, I don't see a world in which it is easy to replace him. So, 83% of people, I think you're right. One person did say Sam Darnold. So, yeah. Which of these free or available free agents would you like to see the Panthers sign? So, this one was spread out. This was the most spread out question um, in the whole survey. So, let me just read off all of them real quick. DeAndre Hopkins at about 20%. Jadavian Clowney at about 20%. Yannick Ngakwe at about 34%. Marcus Peters at about 13%. And then other at about 10%. So, this is pretty much spread out. All the way. Yannick Ngakwe is number one. I love saying that name. It's just a fun name to say. But Yannick Ngakwe was 34%. But that's not like a significant amount. That's only a third. And then the other two thirds were spread out against four guys. Um, As far as most likely to sign, I could see Jadavian Clowney just because he's cheaper. Not because he would make an impact. He's just a name at this point. He's like Bulbo, which is a NBA player. It's just a name potential at one point who never really lived up to it because of injuries or otherwise. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I've already spoken about why that would be a bad idea and why I don't think it's going to happen, but that one's clearly and really just a money thing. He He's just too much. He costs too much. Yannick Ngakwe, I could see it happen, but again, are we wanting to spend the money on that? Do we feel confident about what we have already? Marcus Peters, I don't think he would want to sign with us, to be completely honest with you. It's a situation in which he could come in as possibly the third cornerback, which I don't think he would want to do. So, yeah, I I think I want to see him get Yannick Ngakwe, but I don't think they'll actually get any of these guys, to be honest. Um, so, 13, besides Bryce Young, which Panther Chucky will make the biggest impact? Most people said Jonathan Mingo. I think that's the easy answer. I actually voted for Jamie Robinson uh, because I'm a big Jamie Robinson fan. I do think he will have a bigger impact than most people are giving him credit for. He was drafted late, but the dude is a Swiss Army knife. How many yards will Miles Sanders rush for? Uh, I said 1,000, so it was 1,000 to 1,200, 58% of people. And then the other 25% said 800 to 999. I think that everyone is good there. Yeah, I think that's a good number. So good job, everyone, on that one. Who will lead the Panthers in receiving yards? God, there's a lot of questions on here. Who will lead the Panthers in receiving yards? Uh, most people said Adam Thielen. Uh, 30% said Terrace Marshall. 41% said Adam Thielen. And then 17% said DJ Chark. I'm with you on this one. I think it's going to be Terrace Marshall. So 30, I mean, the 30%. Uh, I think that Adam Thielen could. Uh, but I do think Terrace Marshall has his breakout season this year. How many sacks will Brian Burns have? Uh, 71% of people said 11 to 14. I think that that's probably correct. Um, it could be 10 or fewer, though, if we don't get him some help. Um, and then if Brian Burns leads the teams in sack, who's going to be second? I said Frankie Louvu. Uh, which position concerns you the most? Uh, most people said cornerback. So 60% said corner, 20% said edge. Uh, I think that is probably right on the money one person did say kicker i don't know why we have one of the most accurate kickers in the nfl but you know there's always gonna be someone voting stupid but uh the main concern for me is cornerback is depth and injuries Um, i think that the two cornerbacks that we have starting are good i'm supportive of them i like them a lot but 
also they can't stay healthy. So it's not really about them. It's just about who's behind them. And I am not confident in who's behind them. After a 2022 season that brought a lot of change, how do you feel about the direction of the team? 97% say it's headed in the right direction, but by that they mean Matt Rule's not around anymore. Um, So, of course, they're going to vote for that. What grade would you give Scott Fitterer? 50% of people said A, 45% of people said B. For draft and offseason moves, I think that is a little generous thus far. We'll see. I probably am in like the B-minus crew. Did the Panthers make the right choice selecting Bryce Young overall? 93% said yes. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. Who will lead the Panthers in interceptions? 45% said J.C. Horn. 20% said Von Bell. Uh, So I think that that one just comes down to who's going to play more. Neither one of them have been big on interceptions in their careers. So hopefully we'll see some more picks and turnovers. I'm I'm, I'm really hopeful for that. But I think the team lead for interceptions is going to be like four. I don't think it's going to be any crazy number. But D'Angelo Hall is in the building, and he had four in one game one time. So maybe we'll see those numbers pipe up. I hope so. Uh, But thanks for listening, y'all. I hope you have a good rest of your day. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.